Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Number to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk talk with Pastor Emery Moss, your friendly neighborhood apologist, ready to talk to any biblical subject that is on your mind. All you've got to do is bring it out. I will be absorbed with dealing with uh, something we started last week and also uh, still dealing here with the book of Romans. Uh, which uh, has been what we've been doing in our Monday night Bible study at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries before the pandemic hit. So now, uh, since our uh, church is closed for public service, our ministry's still been going on in a number of ways. Uh, Here on the radio, I'm here uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, through Friday, actually, I have some guests in for me as well, so we keep uh, uh, the radio show going. Uh, so definitely, Monday Night Bible Study is still here. Uh, Tuesday, we have our prophecy class going. We don't meet in person anymore, but we meet uh, on uh, by conference calls, things of that nature. All you've got to do is log on to strictlybiblical.org, uh, put in uh, prophecy classes, and you can find out how you can be a part of those lessons. And uh, uh, then, of course, our 11 o'clock service is still going on. It's being live-streamed. We did have a meeting in our parking lot yesterday, uh, which was, of course, live-streamed. And uh, so you can uh, get into that and be a part of our 11 o'clock service. Uh, and also, if you want to give to the ministry, uh, that, uh, that also, that information is contained on the web as well. So, we still, uh, ministry still goes on. Praise God for that. Uh, nothing can stop the work of God. What did Jesus say? I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. Well, coronavirus can't either. It will continue. His work will. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Who do you think the first who do you think the first caller is to call me today? You guessed it, Angela in Royal Oak. How you doing, Angie? Oh, hi, Pastor. How you doing? Great. What you want to talk about what's going on in the news again? There's been a couple of stories, you know, of churches getting vandalized and burning, and over the weekend with so many protests and riots and what does the bible say about um you know desecration of churches and um protesting uh, what does what does the, what does jesus say about protesting and you know 
um, I guess that's the curse in the churches. I mean, what's going on? Well, I don't think that Jesus would have anything against uh, peaceful protests. Uh-huh. But in terms of what we're looking at now, I mean, it's clear uh, that what is happening uh, is horrible, where people are burning buildings down, burning down statues that they don't like. Now, listen, if there are things out there uh, that are objectionable to people, usually in a democracy, what we do is we have a vote. You can't just uh, go in and burn down. And then it's not just statues. They're burning down police uh, uh, headquarters and things of this nature. People are being shot. I mean, it's horrible, okay? Uh, And that has nothing to do with protecting anybody's rights. We're looking at anarchy and a lot of other things going on. So uh, definitely that's never been approved of by uh, the uh, the Bible, uh, anything of that nature. Uh, The only uh, uh, physical physical activities... Uh, uh, that the Bible allows you to get in would be self-defense. Uh, God has nothing against you defending yourself against an enemy trying to attack you. But these uh, protests that are going on in the street are not the same as that, and it's obvious. All you have to do is look at it to see it. All right, Angie. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that call, uh, my dear. As always, Angela really first on the line. We're going to go now and talk to Michael in Detroit. Mike, how you doing? Hey, Pastor Moss, I'm doing good. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. That's good, good. Um, my question was, earlier today, um, I was eating Captain Jay's, and this guy was telling me about um, 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 wishing for something. I guess it's some type of meat you eat, and you make a wish, and you look at it. Is that in Scripture? Is that scriptural when you make wishes and all that? Uh, to uh, uh, to look at m- uh, meat and do what? Have a wish on there you can make. It's almost like eating a fortune cookie. Let's see, he told me. Yeah. And he told me it's not the money, but I think it is. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I think not, uh, I think it's silly also. But definitely uh, what he's saying sounds a lot like some form of witchcraft. And, of course, uh, that's something that uh, uh, definitely uh, we need to stay away from. Uh yeah. Uh, in fact, we're, we're I heard in the Bible when you talking about when you eat meat, you worship idols. When you, when you with certain people and they into witchcraft, and you eat their meat, you 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 against God because you eat their meat. That's witchcraft. Well, definitely, it's an occultic practice. If you're thinking that there's miraculous powers in meat, uh, so yeah. in the, in the Bible, I mean, in the Old and New Testament, you've got Deuteronomy chapter 18. Uh, forbids activities uh, in the uh, cult. Goodness, in Exodus chapter 22, you mentioned the word, but in Exodus chapter 22, verse 18, it says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. This is how God uh, had to stamp that out in the Old Testament, but it still continues today. Uh, But yes, that would be something that has uh, nothing to do with the word of God. All right. Thank you, Pastor Miles, for your question. All right. Well, thank you for your question. Hopefully the answer is helpful to a degree. And there's a lot in the Bible. And he's right. The Bible forbids worshiping idols, little Buddhas and things of that nature. Horoscopes. I'm a Gemini. I'm a, uh, you know, Aquarius. I'm a Sagittarius. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, There's nothing miraculous about uh, uh, your birth and your star sign. That's not something that the Bible approves of. In fact, condemned in Isaiah chapter 47, verse 14. Let's go to Barbara in Roseville. Hello, Barb. Um, Hello, Pastor Moss. Um, I'm trying to get understanding regarding whether or not Satan is in heaven, because there was a time when the sons of God presented themselves um, to God, and Satan came also. And 
why would I want to go to heaven if Satan is there? Oh, well, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to go to heaven if Satan is there either. But what happens is, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one. We both, we slapping oh, okay. skins. I don't want to go there if Satan's going to be there. But we need to realize, let me ask you this question. How many heavens are there? I don't know. Okay. Well, the Bible tells us, and let me let the Bible tell you, because if I say it and the Bible doesn't say it, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, so let me take you to uh, where the Bible helps us with this, over in Second Corinthians chapter 12. Where what Paul says is this, verse 1, It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Then at verse 2, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. So Paul didn't know. He knew he went to heaven, had a similar uh, experience as John uh, in the book of Revelations, whether he was in his body, out of his body. So don't let anybody say, well, he traveled out of his body. He didn't say it. He said, I didn't know. Okay, But he did know this. He says, God knows such a one caught up to the third heaven. Once again, uh, Barbara, look at me with that, at that verse. In uh, 2 Corinthians 12 and 2, at the end of it there, God knows such a one caught up to the third heaven. So then what did Paul mean when he said caught up to the third heaven? You tell me. Okay. okay. Well, what happens is we know this. If there's a third heaven, there has to be two others. One, two, three. Now, if we do uh, an exhaustive study of the Bible, we find out that the first heaven is what we call the upper atmosphere. Right? That's where the clouds are. We see them every time we look up in the in the sky. The second heaven, the Bible talks about where the sun uh, comes, uh, travels, actually the earth's going around the sun, but that would be the stratosphere, which is outer space. That is what the Bible even terms as another heaven, which would be the second heaven. The third heaven is where God dwells. Man has access, based upon our technology, to the first heaven and the second heaven, but the only way you get to the third heaven is if God brings you there. The third heaven is where uh, Satan was. He was not Satan at that time. He was an angel called Lucifer. Many people call him Lucifer today, and that's a misnomer. He is not that. That meant the science shining one. He's not that. He is the devil. He is Satan. He was kicked out of the third heaven, never to go again. So what we see in Job, the meeting that took Claire, uh, that took place there, where Satan could come, even demons could come, this was not in the third heaven at the throne of God. This was in the upper atmosphere, either the uh, first heaven or the second heaven. Uh, just as we see in the Bible, uh, Satan is called uh, the prince of the power of the air. Okay? He can't go into the third heaven anymore. He won't be there. Okay? He only makes appearances in the first in the second heaven so that uh, he can um, uh, uh, accuse mankind before God. But soon that will be over, right? And he will be in hell. He will not be in heaven. Okay, so when the sons of God... Yeah, that's talking about in the, in the first heaven. Yeah, we're, uh, in other words, these and meetings Satan came also. That was to the them. second heaven. First heaven, yeah, it's possible it's the first heaven or the second heaven, but not the third heaven. The third heaven is what he was kicked out of. Okay, he lost his position. Now, when when was he kicked out? This is what I'm trying to piece it all together. Oh, when was he? Well, I tell you what, it had to be pretty early, wouldn't it? Because where do we first see him? Barbara, where do we first see the devil? 
Um, in the Bible. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you mean the Garden of Eden. There you know. go. You got it. In the Garden of Eden. He was the one who was using the serpent to, uh, uh, you know, tempt Adam and Eve to, to sin, which actually they did. And the Bible backs that up uh, uh, all the way through. That's where he first appeared. So very early, yeah, he was cast out. Yeah, that's when this took place. He tried to be like God, and uh, he was ousted out of heaven. In fact, when we look at the um, what the Bible tells us here concerning that, it's very interesting, because all through the Bible we get the same analogy. We get it over in um, uh, Revelation. Uh, we, we see it. But also we see it in other places as well. Second Corinthians, for instance, in chapter 11, uh, tells us this. In fact, the, the, that's the oldest trick in the book is the one that the uh, devil used back in the Garden of Eden, still being used today. Here's what Paul says. He says in Second Corinthians chapter 2, this is Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, Second Corinthians 11, verse 2, For I am jealous over you, he writes to the church, with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I might present you a chaste virgin to Christ. Then he says at verse 3, For, uh, but I fear, now watch this carefully, he says, for, But I fear, least by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay? For he that comes preaches another Jesus whom you've not preached, or another, or if you receive another spirit which you've not received, or another gospel which you've not accepted, you might well bear with it. So right here, he's talking about uh, uh, the serpent and comparing him uh, to the devil. Uh, verse 14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed as an angel of light. Okay. So the, the the devil was the one who was actually behind uh, what the serpent was doing uh, in the Garden of uh, Eden. And also over in Revelation, we have another indication of this, where we see there just almost uh, uh, there's a direct comparison made between the two, where it says in Revelation chapter uh, 12, uh, it says at verse 7, uh, and this is what happens during the tribulation period. So now we're getting into some deep stuff. But all I want you to take from this, Barbara, is the identification and a comparison of Satan to uh, the serpent, where it says in Revelation 12 and 7, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more. Then look at verse 9. Verse 9 is very instructive. Revelation 12 and 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, here's what we're looking at in Revelation 12. It's where he loses his, uh, his dwelling place in the first and second heaven. First, he was kicked out of the third heaven. Uh, here, he's kicked out of the first and second heaven and regulated to the earth. That is why the tribulation period will be so horrible. But notice how he's compared to that old serpent, okay? He was the one in the Garden of Eden. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm kind of seeing this a little better now. All right. Well, that's where I'm, I'm here to put it together. Yeah, and, uh, and, and definitely... Uh, because uh, I know some... I mean, I don't know a lot about Revelation, but I know the first few chapters... I've heard they say that this already happened, and then they say that chapters at the end hasn't happened yet, and I've been trying to think on that, and that's what's throwing me off. So you took me to some chapters toward the end, 
and saying this hasn't happened. It's something, sometimes I'm getting something is either the chapters in the front, they say that chapters in the back hasn't happened. Well, what happens, I, is, I what happens is what we're looking at uh, in Revelation, uh, the first uh, four chapters deal with the, with the church. But still, a lot of things there haven't happened. It's talking about the, uh, what the church, uh, what God is looking for. Seven churches were chosen. There were more than seven. But basically, with these uh, seven churches that are chosen in Revelation 1 uh, to, verse, uh, to chapter 4, he describes the problems that the church are going to have throughout its history. Okay? So the book of Revelation is basically a futuristic book. I invite you to be a part of our uh, Tuesday Prophecy class where we talk about the book of Revelation and these subjects. Uh, and that's uh, you can, uh, something that we do online. You can get on strictlybiblical.org, uh, Prophecy class, and uh, you'll find out how to become a part of that group. Oh, okay, great. Okay, thank you. I want to listen on the radio. I don't like listening on this phone. This really breaks up a lot. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, I'll continue to listen. I'm going to hang up. All right, thank you very much. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Working with the hardest man in the business. That's right. That's Marcus. He works like a dog. And he looks like, no, I'm not going to say he looks like a dog. I was about to tell a joke that wouldn't be nice. And he cut me up with something on the radio. I don't know what. <laughs> but uh, his wife knew what she's doing. He's a, he's a, a good-looking guy. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Uh, what you got, Marcus? You know what the difference is between you and me? <laughs> I make this look good. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? What if I told you that you could replace your windows, your roof, and your siding for just $6 a day? If I didn't say windows, roof, or siding for $6 a day, I said all three, windows, roof, and siding, for just $6 a day. It's true. Just call Performance Remodeling at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. You might be thinking, I don't need all three, windows, roofing, and siding. No problem. Just windows, two bucks. Just a roof, two bucks. Just siding, two bucks. 
It's so incredibly inexpensive that anyone can afford it. Anyone, including you. We can do this because we have the best financing partners on the planet. Our quality and workmanship is the best in Michigan. We are the only company that offers a true full lifetime guarantee on every window, roof, and siding job we install. No fine print, no loopholes, no gotchas. So for the best windows, roofing, and siding for just $6 a day for all three, call Performance Remodeling at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. On In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll hear wisdom taught from God's Word. This is God's instruction book. It tells me how to live. You cannot live this life of joy and peace and happiness in your life and ignore the instruction book for living. This is it, God's Holy Word. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, teaching biblical truths that transform lives. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with your friendly neighborhood apologist, Pastor Emery Moss, doing the very best I can to uh, teach the Word of God, defend the faith. Welcome to the program. I am uh, going to get to uh, uh, Romans eventually here. I want to make sure that I wrapped up something that we talked about last time, uh, which was dealing with uh, uh, when was the Bible accepted as the Word of God. And what we have to avoid, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, is to start talking about the church councils, okay? Uh, the, uh, who established like the Muratorian Canon or the Council of Ephesus. We need to realize that the canon of Scripture was determined way before then. In terms of the Bible's inspiration, we need to recognize that the Bible was accepted as the inspired Word of God by the churches as soon as it was written and delivered. That's a fact. Now, what the councils did, which was a commendable thing, was they recognized the inspiration that was already there. But no, we didn't wait around for the Baptist church to come into being, the Catholic church or anything like this, to establish it. Okay? It was established as soon as they were written and sent to the churches. You need to realize that. And I can back that up biblically. It's right in the Bible. Over in Second Peter chapter 3, uh, look at this. Really clear. Really clear. Uh, and if... And if uh, uh, if, if it's not what I think it is here, Peter is being very audacious here, right? Look at what he says here in Second Peter 3 and 1, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance and that you may be mindful of the words. Now, listen to this. Very important that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior. So he is he is saying, just like you obey the prophets, you obey the apostles. The apostles did 
All right, the apostles did in the first century what no person who calls himself an apostle can do today. That is, write inspired scripture and have it put into the word of God. Can't be done, right? So we need to realize people calling themselves apostles, okay, but I know one thing, you are not an eyewitness of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, and you cannot write inspired scripture. Can't do it. That's something that only the, uh, the apostles could do and the prophets could do. The uh, uh, prophets produced the Old Testament, the New Testament produced by the apostles. Okay? And another thing, so first of all, that's the, uh, so that gives authority to all the apostles to write scriptures in Second Peter chapter 3. And then further, which we did talk about last time, look at this, where in Second Peter 3.14, where Peter says, Wherefore, beloved, and this is Second Peter 3.14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. Then, verse 15, an account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our, brother, our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Verse 16, as also in all his letters. Now, here he goes. Talking about Paul, this is Peter, one apostle, talking about another apostle's letters. Says, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of those things in which are some things hard to be understood. He admits, <laughs> so I don't feel too bad if I don't understand something Paul says, because Peter said that some of the stuff that Paul is that being revealed to Paul is pretty deep. Okay, right? He says. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned, okay, and unstable, wrist, uh, as they do also the other scriptures under their own destruction. Do you see this? He calls Paul's writing scriptures, okay? The scriptures, then Paul is writing the word of God. When was it acknowledged to be the word of God? As soon as it was written. Because Peter was already calling these letters the Word of God, all right? So we have to be uh, clear on that. Councils, they did a good job in recognizing uh, what was already there, and that is the Word of God in inspired letters. The councils did not create it, all right? They recognized what was passed along to them. In fact, now, uh, if you want to argue, Paul gets kind of uppity with it. Paul gets uppity with the whole discussion. Over in 1 Corinthians 14, Here's what he says in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, uh, at verse 36, he writes, okay, and this is in his uh, uh, letter. So, uh, I mean, once you uh, you see this stuff, then you have to recognize uh, that we have to recognize that the Old and New Testament, both, we're talking about the Word of God, accepted as soon as they were written. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, now listen to uh, what Paul says at verse uh, uh 30, 30, well, let's see where we want to go. That's so much. Almost I could get into a discussion of men and women, but I want to save that one uh, for another time. Let's look at verse 36. This is in 1 Corinthians 14, 36. Here's what Paul says. He says, What? Came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? Verse 37. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. Boom. That's what he says right there. I am writing to you what the Lord has told me to. Right? He's writing as an inspired uh, writer of Scripture. And then he says this, though, if you don't like it, if you don't believe it, verse 38, here's what Paul says, but if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. (laughs) 
That's what he says, because he says, I know what I'm doing here as I'm writing the Word of God. And actually, this same kind of authority, as we saw in Second Peter 3, passed on to all the apostles. Uh, and Jesus, in fact, okay, Jesus, in fact, uh, is the one who authorized it to be passed on like that. A number of places we could go, uh, time permitting. Let's look at Luke chapter 10, though, and get one of these. Uh, save some of the uh, others for later. This subject will come up again uh, as we can uh, as we talk about the Word of God. But notice what he says. And this is Jesus. Now, this is from the mouth of Jesus. And in Luke chapter 10 and in verse uh, 14, he says this. And he's talking to his disciples here. He says, uh, But it shall be more tolerable for try and sit on at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven, shalt be thrust down to hell. He that hears you, hears me. He that despises you, despises me. And he that despises me, despises him that sent me. All right? So in other words, he put credence behind their words. Uh, the words that they spoke came from him. Okay? So it's very important for those words to be acknowledged. Okay, uh, as uh, coming from Jesus Christ, and he's God, so uh, the, he's inspiring the gospel, and the gospel was inspired. It didn't wait for councils uh, uh, to approve it. That they did approve it was a good thing, but uh, that's not what uh, uh, they were waiting for. In other words, they were accepted by the churches as soon as they were written because it's acknowledged that they were writing uh, Holy Scripture. In fact, there's another promise, and here's the last verse I'll give you in this regard, over in John uh, chapter uh, 14, very interesting verse, where uh, he says this, uh, verse 25. In fact, we'll read verse 24, and he says this to uh, the disciples as well. He says, He that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the world, I'm sorry, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things, and that's uh, very tricky if you don't believe in the doctrine of the Trinity, huh? the Father which sent me, couldn't be the same as the Father, the Father which sent me. Verse 25, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, well, listen to this, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So here he promises that he would guide them even in the preparation of their speaking and in their writings. So we need to recognize once again the fact that the Bible accepted as the word of God as soon as these letters were written, as soon as these documents were written, uh, recognized by the church, but that's all the church did. The church could, did not give inspiration to the text. That was already there. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. All right, of course, any question that you want to ask is welcome here. In fact, uh, when we uh, had been teaching our Monday night Bible study at the church, usually that's what we did in the beginning. We opened up the floor, or I did, opened up the floor for any questions that people had about any subject, and we always had time to get to our uh, lesson, which uh, we're going to uh, uh, do here right now. So turn over to uh, uh, Romans. But as you turn to Romans, and as you turn to chapter 11, 
here as you turn to chapter 11. Uh, don't think that you still can't ask any question that you want. That's right. Uh, definitely, I know how to, uh, uh, you know, uh, what, what do they say, walk and chew gum at the same time? I never knew what they meant by that. But I'm able to deal with the question that's not on the subject, then get back to the subject uh, I do it pretty well. So if you want to call, as long as we're talking about the Bible, friends, we're on Bible Talk. That's the name of the program. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Whatever is on your mind, you can call, and I'll deal with that. Uh, and I'll stick it in somewhere as we continue to look here at the book of Romans. And I'm going to start here at uh, Romans chapter 11. And man, is Paul a deep writer, a very, very deep writer. Uh, Notice here in Romans chapter 11 and 1, he says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So what happens is, remember, the, the Jews, goodness, how how worse can it get? They rejected the Messiah. Okay, they killed him. Okay, hung him on a cross. Okay, uh, and uh, but yet God says, you know, even though destruction, judgment is coming, going to come to Israel, still because of the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis chapter twelve, verse one to three, an unconditional covenant. Yet the seed of Abraham, a believing seed, is going to be redeemed and be saved and be with the Lord. Uh, in uh, in heaven, and also on the earth, ruling during the uh, uh, millennium period, in Revelation chapter 20. So, for sure that's going to happen, but uh, definitely there's judgment that had to come upon the nation at that time, in the first century, when they rejected Jesus. Now, he says here, Romans 11 and 1, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Then he says in verse 2, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Uh, What you not, what the scripture says of Elijah, how he makes intercession to God against Israel, saying, and remember this is what Elijah said. He thought he was all alone. He says, Lord, they've killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I'm left alone, and and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men which have not bowed the knee to the image of, of, of all. Verse 5, even so then, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. In other words, uh, what God is saying is, yes, Israel will be judged, but they're not going to be destroyed. Can't be, because an unconditional promise was made through Abraham, okay, that Abraham would have land, seed, and a blessing forever. So definitely uh, the Jews are not going to be wiped out. And say, he says that there are some elect ones okay, uh, that believe and accept uh, that accepted the Messiah. And even today, there are a group of Jews called the Messianic Jews who are, are heavily persecuted by many and uh, by Orthodox Jews for, uh, also. But they have embraced Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And no doubt that number will be added to as we go on here prophetically into the future. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, Janet in Houston, Texas. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get to you. We'll be right back.
Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Many children end up in foster care that don't belong there because they are not abused or neglected. The church can be the saving grace to these children, ages newborn to 17, whose parents find themselves in a crisis with no safety net and no one to turn to. Safe Families for Children is a church-based ministry with no government involvement. There's no charge to the family to use Safe Families for Children. Parents maintain full custody of their children and actively participate in their lives. You can be a blessing to families in crisis by providing a temporary home while at the same time being blessed by knowing you have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Find out how you and your church can become a part of safe families by calling me, Sheila Mounts, at 248-635-5978. That's 248-635-5978. Safe Families for Children. Open your heart. Call 248-635-5978. Five nine seven eight. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, spending a little time in the book of Romans. However, any question you have that you want to put on the table is welcome. Let's go to Houston, Texas, and talk to uh, uh, Jeanette. Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? 
I am doing quite well, thank you. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling. All right. Uh, you have a My question? pleasure. Yeah. Do you have a question? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I-, I was hoping maybe you can guide me in the right direction. Uh, years ago, I had a real hunger for uh, studying God's Word. You know, I used to carry the Bible in my purse, read it when I was in line at the grocery store. I, I keep it in my lap while I'm driving. And when the light turned red, I would try to read as much as I could. I had a real hunger and, and joy in, in studying the Bible. Uh-huh. Um, and somehow I lost that. And so recently I've been, like, trying to set my alarm for, like, 5 in the morning to try to study and, you know, pray. But I just, I don't have, I, I just don't feel what I used to feel. I don't feel like I'm learning like I used to learn. So I was just wondering, which could you advise something? Oh, yeah, I've got some real good advice for you. And that is this. <laughs> Keep on reading. Keep on studying and pray before you do it, you know. <laughs> and I, let me take you to where, uh, uh, what, what you need. Here's the verse you need over in James. I've had people say, in fact, to be honest with you, I've had that feeling in the past before that, you, that you're talking about, you know. Uh, but here's what yeah. it says in the Bible, okay? And here, James uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 22, no way around it. Be you doers of the word, okay? And not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. In other words, I'll tell you straight, I don't care how you feel. Read it, because you're commanded to meditate okay. in the word of God day and night. God didn't ask you how you felt about it. Eat it. When, uh, right. <laughs> right. Right. Just like right. taking a bath. No, that's the truth. We steak. We steak, uh, Janet. Take a bath. I don't want to. Take it. <laughs> You'll feel better after you bathe. The word of God is soap. It's bread. It's milk. It's everything. What are you talking about? I don't want. Nobody cares whether you want to or not. I tell you what. After you do it, you'll be happy. And if you have questions, uh, and especially now, you can't tell me, Janet, that you don't feel good after you get an answer to a Bible question that you can understand, right? But you got to be doing. Oh no! Yeah, it, it yeah says here good. In, Very in good. A, in a, uh, James, uh, I mean, the Bible is, is tight. Verse 22, James 1, 22, be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's likened to a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets the manner of man he was. No, you've got to be a doer. You know good and well the word of God is good for you, don't you? Yes. You know yes. good and well it's the bread of life, don't you? Oh, definitely. All right. You better read. Nobody cares. Slap yourself. <laughs> slap yourself every day. You don't read. <laughs> I will, and I'll right. say thank you. Yeah, call me back later and tell me how it goes. <laughs> she don't like it. I know. I understand. She's not alone. A lot of people are there. Now, I'm really excited about the Word of God, but I have those days where I'm, you know, hey, I have to slap myself. This is God's Word. This is precious. I need it. Okay. Uh, very much so. Very important thing. Uh, the number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Nathan in Ferndale. Hello, Nathan. How you doing? All right. Um, I want to ask you a question about uh, Acts 13, the church at um, Antioch and the church at Cyprus. Okay. Uh, who was in that church? In Acts thirteen, Acts thirteen. Uh-huh. Who were, who were, uh, who was in the church? Well, in thirteen, we've got a a, a lot here in the, in the thirteenth chapter. Okay. We have uh, Paul dealing with a a, a false uh, uh, sorcerer, okay. uh, and 
so we have, uh, yeah, so uh, what specifically, what verses are you looking at? Well, the whole chapter. I'm just wow, dealing with the whole, the whole chapter. I know it says this in verse 46. It says in uh, Acts 13, 46, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should have first been spoken to you. Now there he's talking about the Jews. Okay? It says in verse 46, Then Paul, and so I can, I can, I see what you're asking, so I'll answer your question right here. You just uh, hang on and listen. What it says is this. It says, then... Uh, verse 45, but when the Jews saw the multitudes that were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary. In other words, the Jews opposed the message, okay, the message of the gospel that was being presented. That's exactly what it's saying in Acts 13. Verse 46, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should first be spoken unto you. That's what it says in Romans 1.16, Jew first, then the Gentile. But see, what, but definitely it went to the Gentiles here, right? Once again, verse 46, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you, the Jews at this time rejected it, not all of them, because Paul himself was a, a, a Jew and disciples were Jews as well. He said, seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Now, look at this one, Nathan, very important for you to see. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles, for so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Then verse 48, and when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and many as were ordained to eternal life believed. So, yeah, he was speaking to the Jews who rejected it. So then he turned to the Gentiles, Nathan. Thank you for bringing that verse out. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. We've witnessed a major setback in the defense of life this summer as the Supreme Court struck down a Louisiana abortion law. The 5-4 decision in the case known as June Medical Services versus Russo overturned legislation that required doctors performing abortions to have admitting privileges to a nearby hospital. That just makes sense. For conservatives and for the pro-life movement, the greatest disappointment is the map, 5-4. to four. Chief Justice John Roberts was the fifth vote, the deciding vote. Based on his opinion in a 2016 case, we were hopeful he would vote to uphold the Louisiana law. There is every reason for conservatives to be bitterly disappointed in the decision, but we dare not let bitter disappointment turn into a disengagement from the political process. What is at stake here is the infinite value of every single human life, human beings made in God's image. And from that battle, we dare not run. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. 
So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Do you feel like there are more unanswered questions and few honest explanations about why so many of our liberties are under attack? Find out how we get back to a place of order and normalcy when you stream Morality in the 21st Century on Salem Now. Dennis Prager and Dr. Wayne Grudem confront the toughest social issues we face, and through never-before-told personal stories, you get a clear direction for a visionary future for this nation in this on-demand video special. Visit SalemNow.com to stream Morality in the 21st Century and type in the code DETROIT for a 20% discount. That's SalemNow.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All I can say, something that I say every time I leave the station, so much theology, so little time. But great to be with you on this hour-long program. Just encourage you to uh, uh, stay tuned uh, every day of the week. We do have some powerful guests that sit in for me once in a while, and I love them. Uh, Chaplain Gordon, also Anita Campbell, and uh, Pastor Baker. Wow, wow, wow. Good guys. A lot of people in study trained uh, at Strictly Biblical, uh, and just uh, great to be surrounded by so many people at the church who uh, uh, love the Word of God and can teach the Word of God. So you can't lose staying on this station, Bible Talk. All right, number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking at Romans, okay, and uh, looking at uh, chapter 11, where we know that the Jews as a nation back in the first century rejected Christ, okay, Uh, but still... God did not turn his back on them because he always says there is a remnant that still believed, right? We see that being talked about in Romans 11 and 5, where it says, So even even so, then at this present time, that's Paul writing, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. For if by grace, then it is no more of works, he says, or otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Go ahead, Paul. He says, verse 7, What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Right? So the nation as a whole rejected the Messiah, uh, but there's an election, an elect group there that accepted him. And that's represented by the apostles who are Jews and others, uh, Jews who did come to the Lord, but the whole nation did not receive the Messiah when he came. Then it says at verse 8, this is in Romans 11 and 8, according as it is written, 
God hath given them the spirit of slumber. Now, when it says given them, God did not make the Jews not accept the Messiah. Okay? Uh, what happens is God gave them over to it, actually. In other words, God does not violate your choices. You can either choose him or choose not to follow him. Okay? But there are repercussions based upon your choice. Verse 8, according as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of sl- slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David says, let their table be a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Says that over in Psalm 69, 22 and 23. Says, let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow their back always. Then he says this, because Paul is a Jew. Uh, His heart is still with his people. So he writes in verse 11, uh, uh, say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? In other words, he's talking about have the Jews stumbled that they are going to fall away completely. To that he says, God forbid, but rather through their fall, the fall of the Jews okay, as a nation at that time in the first century when they rejected Christ. That's exactly what he's talking about. Okay? But rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles. Okay? The Gentiles. The Jews fell. And so God is not going to turn his back on the Jews, right? Oh, there's still a remnant of them will still be saved and a nation will arise out of this believing remnant. But he says, uh, through their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Do you see how the Gentiles were a part of God's plan just as the Jews were? (laughs) So this whole idea of you've got to be, what, a black Hebrew Israelite? What are you talking about? In fact, the reason for the Abrahamic covenant was was that all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And the Jews uh, were used as the tool to bring the message of the gospel to the world. Started with Moses, all the prophets, Jesus. Yeah, that's what it's about here. So the Bible is very clear. And notice how much the Gentiles are included, right? That means non-Jews, right? Verse 12, now if the fall of them, that would be the Jews, okay, those who didn't believe in Christ. Now, if the, not, not, not all of them, because remember, the early church was started by Jews. Okay? Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Then look at this. Look at Paul. Paul is a Jew. But look at what he says God does. He was a Jew. Very important verse. Okay, says at verse 13, Paul writes in uh, here in chapter uh, 11, uh, verse 13, For I speak to you Gentiles. Okay? That, that is those who are not Jews. For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. <laughs> I magnify mine office. So here we're seeing that he that the clearly no doubt around it uh, no doubt about it no doubt about it at all if you cannot see here okay that the gospel is being presented to the gentiles then you refuse to accept the truth and you just want to be blind and it's all right you can be blind but how can you get around this right he says for i speak to you this is in uh, romans 11:13 for i speak to you gentiles Inasmuch as I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them that are my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away 
of them, that is the Jews, be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? He's talking about both Jews and Gentiles coming together. That's what he's talking about here. Okay? It's clear in the text, clear to see, and uh, very hard to refute. But needless to say, it can be refuted by those who selectively use Scripture. They don't read this part. They read the other part. Uh, the Scriptures must be read as a whole. Okay? That's how cults get started. Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Unity School of uh, uh, the Unity School of Christianity, uh, uh, he, black Hebrew Israelites, they have selected passages that they'll look at, others that they don't. That's how it goes. Uh, and sometimes refusing to look at uh, any passages that, of course, refute their view. That, that's what happens. Now, what, I, I know that there are some who would like to have a lengthy conversation with me. I'm ready. There's some who would like to debate me. I love debate. Can't do it on radio, but you can call me. Okay, You can call the church, area code 313-933-9270. Area code 313-933-9270. Set yourself an appointment. Come in. Bring your Bible. We can sit down and talk. All right? And then we can take all the time we need to go into these passages. I have no problem. But right here we're seeing uh, the future... Uh, uh, the future salvation of Israel, and notice how the Gentiles, okay, definitely the very one of the key purposes of the Abrahamic covenant was that through Abraham's seed that all the world would be blessed. The bringing together of all people under God as one. No discrimination at all in the program. Sorry, it just isn't here. And we're going to continue here with Romans because here Paul is going to break it down so specifically till it's amazing. He's going to tell us about the grafting in of the Gentiles and all kind of things. So make sure that you're here. Have your Bible ready for this, our Monday night Bible study. And also open to any questions that you have, any questions you have about the Word of God. I welcome here. I'm not turning any of them away. As long as we're talking about the Bible, we're doing what we are supposed to be doing. Remember that prophecy class. You can find out about it tomorrow by which from 11 to about 1230. Log on to org prophecy class. And they'll tell you how to be a part of it. All right, this is Pastor Moss saying God bless you. Send donations, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Appreciate it very much. God bless you. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.